What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 219 of your favorite podcast, The Gordon Podcast. I'm Justin May alongside my co-host Brandon Long. And today we are going to talk about the carnivore diet, liver king, but also staying lean as you grow. I think there's some really good information here that you guys are going to enjoy a lot. And uh, some things you just might not expect to come out of my mouth. As always, Gordon Podcast brought to you by Revive So Much, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Or you can use code long as well. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys. Very eventful weekend. You know, as always, when I head to Austin, the events did not stop, though. As they didn't stop Austin, when you went back? Yeah, you know, they didn't stop on my way out. Oh. I'm leaving, on, I'm, leaving on, I'm leaving on Monday, heading to the airport. It's like 5.30 p.m. And... I'm like, you know what? I'm a little hungry. I know I got a four-hour you know, flight, whatever. I walk up to the sushi place in Austin. I know it's not going to be great. Like, it's, it's airport sushi, right? Walk up there. I'm like, hey, is this, is this stuff good? Is it worth buying? They're like, oh, it's pretty good. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I grab two rolls, and the guy looks at me and goes, you a bodybuilder? And I'm like, yeah, you know. No. I'm a bodybuilder. What gave it away? Yeah, it might have been it might have been the bulging chest out of my double XL. I'm the biggest guy in this airport. No, no, I'm not a bodybuilder. <laughs> anyway, and he goes, he's like, "Can you flex?" What? And I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, not for free. And the girl standing right next to him, she's like, "Oh, come on." And I'm like, "Nope, everything has a price." And she was like, she's like, "What? What is it going to take?" And I'm like, "Give me this sushi." And <laughs> she's like, okay. So I roll up my, my left sleeve and I give her a, a, a bicep flex and then I roll up my right sleeve and I flex my right bicep and I get two free rolls of sushi and I'm on my way. No <laughs> fucking way. Oh my God. God. That is awesome. They just let you take them. I was like, I was like have a good day. Only fucking Brandon. <laughs> Only you're the only person that would ever get away with something like that. You're the only one. That is absolutely phenomenal. I wanted to tell I wanted to tell social media when it happened, but yeah. I was like, I want to save this for the podcast. Yeah, no, that's a good fucking podcast story. My, my, I, I have one to tell you that uh, isn't near as good. But yesterday, I was going for my walk, um, and you know, it's like 106 here right now. Like it's miserable. Oh, and yeah, dude, yesterday I walked a little bit too far away from home. <laughs> I was like on the other side of the lake in my neighborhood. I was on the other mm -hmm. side and I was like, oh, fuck, I have no water. <laughs> I am out here with just myself. I, there's no, I guess there's no one else around. Like no one else mm -hmm. is like getting steps, at least over there. Right. Um, and I was like, I need to turn around and go home because I am very hot right now. You know, this is like maybe uh that was maybe 20, 25 minutes into into the walk. So I got about 25 minutes home. I was hot, dude. Um, but on my walk, I was at that starting point of the uh, like of that trail that goes behind the lake, right? And I had seen not a single person this entire time. It's like it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Like it's peak, it's hot. Like it is hot. And I this whole time I saw nobody. I'm on this trail. I got my headphones in. I'm jamming out. I'm singing Sullivan King out loud because I'm screaming it because there's no one that can hear yep. me. And all of a sudden, this fucking dude scared the shit out of me. He came up behind me on his bike and he's like trying to get my attention, like in the thing. And I was like, what the fuck? And I take my headphones off and it's him and his friend. And he's like, 
Hey, I just wanted to tell you that I thought you looked like Liver King. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay, can I ask, is this a compliment or is this not necessarily a good thing? He's like, oh, oh yeah, Liver King's yoked. And I was like, all right, you know, <laughs> thanks, man. Like Liver King's leathery ass skin, wiry ass beard, oily fucking face, nasty, really? nasty physique. He is so... Tan. He's so tan. Guy, so tan. He's like he five foot six or ever. five foot seven. He like yeah. like I look Which like very tall. I, this is very tall. Like if you're yeah. five foot seven, you are up there. I yeah. every five foot seven person I've met is actually the tallest guy I've ever met. It's actually yeah. weird. They're taller than anybody that's over six foot. Yeah, enough. yeah. They're they're mm-hmm. substantially tall. Just like two hundred and fifteen pounds is way bigger than anyone two hundred and seventy <laughs> pounds. <laughs> well, have you looked into Liver King? Like, have you like actually like watched his stuff before? So I've watched his stuff, and it really raised my question to how much money his uh, supplement companies are making. And um, I actually am friends with uh, one of the manufacturers, one of the owners of the manufacturing company that manufactures his supplements. And so I have a pretty good idea of the amount of money that guy's making. And when he's like flying private and when he's like got these nice cars and stuff, people are on his, people are like on his fucking, um, uh, Instagram talking about like, Oh, you know, ridding out for the day. No, he's got it like that. Like that's, he's making that much money, not even on top of Instagram reels and how much IG is paying. I mean, he's probably getting paid around two or 3000 a post for IG. He posts multiple times a day, every single day. You know, he's got all this. I was more more talking about, I know he's got bread. Like I know for sure. With but, the amount of views and the amount of interactions that he gets on social media platform alone, nuts. Like I know, I know that he he has money, and I know like his supplement company, and I know I know all that does well. Yeah. We're talking about like, have you looked into like his lifestyle? Like, do you believe the lifestyle that he lives is what he says he lives? Okay, so good question. This is kind of a double-edged sword for me. I believe for my personal health that my best health would come from a more carnivore approach to a diet. Now, for a lot of people to hear that and be like, what? Like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Like, Justin Haley, carnivore? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for it. I'm saying my best overall balance in life would likely come from a diet similar to that. And there's a few reasons, you know, why. Um, I mean, why do we really need like, grains in the diet, right? What are they essential for? They're only essential for us because of the energy turnover that we have. Like fats and protein have a very specific role in the body. Carbohydrates role in the body is to be utilized as glycogen, which is your body's preferred fuel source. But if I'm not training my fucking ass off trying to grow as a bodybuilder or anything like that, I would probably remove most carbohydrates from the diet and I would be very okay with that because I don't I don't crave those things. I don't crave rice. I don't crave I mean like you crave cheesecake and shit like that. But that's different. That's like a sugar yeah. craving, right? Um if I could for every meal, I would just eat protein and I would like have some veggie here and there. Um now obviously like he takes it to another level, right? So do I believe for my personal best a carnivore diet would be what I would like my life to end up as. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would. Your carnivore diet look like if you could select it. Um, I would have extremely high quality red meats, um, for three meals a day. 
I would have very high quality. I need you to be, I need you to be specific. Yeah. So he let me. Eat let, high quality red meat too. I need to know. Very, are you eating liver? No. Are you eating, are you eating balls? Are you eating intestines? Like, so are you doing all that? The, the, the line for me is like the, the liver and the heart. I'm cool with that. I mean, every Thanksgiving that, like, I personally have made a turkey or my family was making turkey, like, I ate the liver and the heart because I think it, I, it was like, oh, that's cool. But also, I mean, there's a ton of nutrients in the liver and the heart. I mean, dude, you can't you can't act like what this guy's doing is like, look, you can't act like this is rocket science smart, but you also can't fucking knock what he's doing because he's eating. Okay. Let's break it down. You ever watch the like re- nature is brutal or any any place like yeah. that? Yep. Nature, okay. Nature, nature's metal. All those okay. Things. Okay. So you notice how in those um, in those videos that you see, um, let's say we have a hyena that chased down a, a boar and it's starting to you know eat it right. And it's a little graphic, but they start eating in the stomach or their you know butt. Um, for lack of better words, they start eating in those places first because what they want to get is into the organs because the organs have the most bang for your buck. It has the most nutrients. It's most vital to their survival. It has, it's the most calorically dense. It's like, we're just over here eating the meat, right? Mm. Why doesn't anything in the wild eat the meat's eaten last? That's not, that's not the good part of the kill. The good part of the kill is the internal organs, and we see this with birds. You know, that's how birds eat as well. They, they'll gouge into eyes and, like, eat, you know, brains. Again, I know this is graphic. This is, like, for an educational purpose, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're, just, they're just eating this shit. Um, mm-hmm. When a lion or a tiger kills something, the first, um, another male, the first thing, actually, before they kill it, the first thing they do is rip off the testicles, like, while it's alive. Because then it doesn't have a purpose to live anymore. Because the animal's only purpose to live is to reproduce and, you know, uh, to procreate and, 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 and uh, provide for their pack. Um, yep. So it's like, what we're doing in real world is a little bit different and in humanity world is a little bit different than, you know, what animals who don't have the intellectual luxuries we have, that don't have the infrastructural luxuries we have, financial luxuries, they don't have any of these things. They just live out in the wild, naked, afraid, right. fighting for their life for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Whereas we have things in place that prevent us from having to do that, which is cool, right. but it's all because yeah, of our intellectual capabilities. Yeah, they prepare our meals there for us. We don't have to go hunt it. They cut it for us. Exactly. So we don't have we we get nutrients from fucking everything. So you know? so let me ask you, what's what's healthier? The average American or the average lion in the jungle? Or 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 the next thing you're about to say. Yeah, literally whatever <laughs> like comes next. Exactly. So yeah. I think there's something to be said here. I think there's something um with substance here. Um, and, and, you know, there's clearly, again, if you look at the internal specs on a, um, on, on livers and, and, and hearts and, and intestines and things like that, testicles, I do, there's a lot in there. So his mm-hmm. lifestyle. Now here's my line. His kids have to live that way too. That's a little too much yeah. for me. Like they didn't have a choice, but like, they, they don't brush their teeth, dude. They eat. Sick. What? What do you mean? They eat. They don't brush their teeth. They eat sticks to clean their teeth, just like animals do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like a little the, extreme. The I'm basically, I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about, his whole entire life. So, like, the eating part, like, I can get behind me because, like, it makes sense. Like, you know, uh, that's how we 
as humans evolve. Yeah, it is. It makes sense. It yeah. makes sense. That, that that doesn't bother me. That what he, it's more uh, more so like the other natural things that they implement in their lives. Yeah. I just kind of like set my head and like you just don't use a toothbrush. That's strange. I didn't know that. I only know anything about the eating component. So you won't use a toothbrush, yeah. but you'll hop on a private jet and you'll fly anywhere in the in in, in the world. That's interesting. That's he said, interesting. He said he doesn't he doesn't use enhancements either. He's natural. Yeah, he's definitely not natural. Um, yeah. and the, the only reason I say that it's not because like, like his, his physique's like, you know, fine. It's dope. It's, it, he looks like a CrossFitter. Um, like it, a good CrossFitter, you know, has a similar physique as what liver King does. That's a great yeah. physique. Um, but man, when you, the blood pressure, that guy's blood pressure looks to be, wow. I mean, so high, uh, you know, a few yeah. things. Number one, he always has a pump. Mm-hmm. Number he's always he always has a red tint. Um red, I would say he's always so red. But I mean, I'm not sure. Like is 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 he really unhealthy? Like who the fuck am I to judge? I'm like, is it healthy carrying two hundred and seventy pounds of body mass around? No. So it's like who am I to really judge? But like I definitely think there's there's a mental component that's a little bit off with the kids having to take part. But I think his overall life's good. And you know, when I'm done bodybuilding, I'll very likely adhere to a more carnivore like diet because why would I need something different? Um, right. That's just me. What do you think? I, I, I think that I would be able to um, sustain that lifestyle. I don't know if I'll, I would do it on purpose because I I am somebody that enjoys carbohydrates a ton. Yeah. Like I love pasta. Like I I crave that stuff. Okay. Like, I like that stuff because it's introduced to me uh, at such a young age. Like yeah. I love that stuff. Um, I don't think, I think it might be a little bit more opposite for me. Like as soon as, as soon as I stop bodybuilding, I won't have to push protein so much. Yeah. You know, I would be, I would be getting most of my proteins from food right now. I'm doing seven foods a day. Of, yeah. You know, isolated. Yeah. So I'd be, I might, it might be pretty much the same diet minus the, you know, minus the, the ISO in my opinion. But I wanted to ask you, I just started watching this show on Netflix called, this is kind of like all ties into this called alone have you seen it on there i have not no what's it about oh so these people get dropped off on a deserted fucking island or deserted just wild area where there's like bears and wild cats and fucking mountain lions like all these fucking creatures and they get dropped off and see how long they can survive what dude it's crazy like i just watched i guess there's multiple episodes multiple seasons but i just started watching the most recent one and the last guy who won, the winner, whoever lasts the longest, there's 10 different people. Okay. Whoever lasts the longest gets half a million. Wow. Yeah. And the, and the, what do you the mean last lasts the longest? Like you could get mauled like and killed can, by a bear? No, 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 no. <laughs> not like basically like who, who just like tapped out. Like yeah. I can't do this anymore. Like I'm scared of my yeah. life or, you know, I'm, I'm going crazy, whatever it may be. Um, this, the last guy who won did like over a hundred days. What? And, Bro, they go out there, and these are all like people that it's not like you're just pulling somebody out of a fucking office chair. And they're yeah. going, these are people that you know they grew up doing this stuff. They have like actual skills, yeah, survival skills that go beyond you know normal human. Crazy. Know how to hunt and kill yeah. and survive. Like they they sign up for this. So they get you know, they get sent there with nothing. So they get to bring a select few items, such as like um, some people choose like an axe. Yep. Some people choose like a, a fire starter, a lighter, or like they get like a, a little like a bag 
of things that they get to bring to help them survive, but it's only a select few things. Wow. Like this one guy, he is really good at making fires. Like he grew up making fires, so he doesn't have to bring anything to bring. Like he, it's one less item he has to think yeah. to bring. Cause yeah. he can make that like naturally. Yeah. Other people are bringing like, you know, fire starter kits and stuff like that. The cool thing is, is like you can see them get dropped off. There's no, there's nobody on that, on that Island. They're recording everything. So everything that they see, they record. No shit. They get like, they get like two or three cameras yep. and like, obviously unlimited batteries, yep. you know, to, to record all this stuff. He dropped off and they like turn around and they're filming. And then the boat is like leaving them. And then they're, then it goes to their, their face camera. And it's like, I am really here all by myself. That is nuts. That is absolutely nuts. All right. I want to watch insane. that alone on Netflix. Dude, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. I definitely want to see they that. Show video, they show videos. Like obviously like they're on the, you know, this, this area and there's like, fucking grizzly bear tracks everywhere there's like grizzly bear poop there's you know this one guy already in the in the first in the first episode is already like eye to eye with a mountain lion i'm just like what no i i would i would freak out i would do the wrong thing and freak out the mountain lion's mauling me and they have to build shelter and find food and you know survive and like off the, the, the littlest fucking things dude like this guy got dropped off and the first thing he did was he built a log cabin he built that i'm like what? dude i'm fucking dead and under and under four days i'm fucking easy dead. easy oh i tap out i tap out as soon as i see the boat turn around yeah you come back and get me <laughs> real scared out here <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna start watching that tonight um oh, yeah, i like dude, it good stuff I like it. So, um, <clears throat> Liver King. I definitely didn't expect to talk about Liver King today. That's pretty funny. Um, speaking of, now that uh, I think about it, though. Now that I think about it, though. No, I don't look at all like Liver King. I have pulled girls in my life that would never even notice Liver King walking past them saying hello. Yes, they all right. Would no, Liver absolutely he is not. Thirdly tan, and he's and he's yoked. All right, if he has a shirt on, he's not being noticed. Not by the he girls. I, fuck I don't think he owns a shirt. I don't think he owns a shirt. His, li his lifestyle is he's, a, he's like he's a caveman. He, he does not is. wear a shirt. He, he flies is. private, so he doesn't wear a shirt. <laughs> he walks onto his private plane with no, <laughs> no shirt. shirt. I'm serious. He's in all these interviews. He's in these no podcasts. Shirt. And he's never wearing a shirt. He's gonna get on sixty minutes and not have a fucking shirt on. I bet you, I bet you if they put him on, on a TV show because of his character, they don't require him to wear shirts. What a I'm fucking kidding. life. The pressure on him to always look good is very immense, though. My God. But it's, what, are you, what are you going to say? Uh, but, I mean, when you're only eating small intestines and testicles and liver, I guess it's not that hard to stay lean. <laughs> yeah, and stick, dude. They chew on stick. To brush their teeth. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my Colgate. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking about I'm staying lean, stuff. what is lean enough to grow in the all-season? And what this was kind of sparked by is um, – I've, I, I feel like I've talked to a massive amount of my new athletes when they reach out to me and they send me pictures. I'm like, hey, we need to be tighter here. We need to be tighter for an off-season phase. We need to be leaner to be able to grow um, you know, substantial amounts of tissue in, in, in the healthiest way possible. But um, you know, there's also kind of two sides to this, right? And like, Brandon and I have both been on you know both sides of it. One, we've done an off-season where we got real fat and like put on excess body fat, but we had to do it in order to, you know, build substantial amounts of muscle tissue, mm. right? 
So we were early on, we were young, we didn't have a bunch of density and we needed to try to accrue that. And by gaining that much you know, excess body fat, that's leveraging into the, the bar that we can put whenever we're moving anything, you know, dumbbells, right. cables, anything. There's more leverage you have to put into that loading in order to move it through whichever range of motion you're trying to work through. And that extra loading they're able to move because you have extra body fat is therefore applying an extra stimulus in what you get, say, if you were tighter and leaner, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's also best, to, you know, if you're kind of early on and say this is for bodybuilding, this is for my guys, this is for bodybuilding, open bodybuilding. There's a time where, like, you, we don't want to exhaust all avenues with PEDs, right? Like, we're cranking growth hormone, insulin. We got three different androgens going. Um, you know, we have an aromatase inhibitor or a serum in there to, to mitigate the estrogenic effects. Um, you know, of the anabolics, like there's just a lot going on, right? The let the the most amount of juice we can get out of the least amount of squeeze your first five, six years as a bodybuilder, as an open class bodybuilder is going to far way better. Like for Brandon, for example, like we still have so much we could do it. Like Brandon's never run a heavy cycle. Brandon's never done, you know, a year straight of growth hormone. Brandon's never run insulin. There's so much shit Brandon hasn't done. And he has the physique that he has when we haven't fucking done anything other than train. It's literally all, it's from fucking training hard as fuck. Yeah. Like That's training hard as fuck and supplementing with PEDs, like to bridge gaps where they're needed. That's the only special that thing that's happened. That, that what you're talking about requiring that much, you know, body fat definitely helped yeah. improve a ton of, you know, strength and improve my physique. It brought that density. And then when I did diet down, I didn't, I didn't feel like I lost that density yeah. until I was, you know, four or five or I was five weeks out and yeah. I started to eat like, you know, obviously stage lean. Exactly. But then from there, dude, I never, I never got like fat no. in my eyes again. No, you stayed pretty tight. Like that entire mm -hmm. time you stayed pretty tight yep. and you've grown way better than you ever have at any other point. But that initial phase where you had to put on excess body fat, something very important learned there as well is just neurological connections within strength. You know, strength more so than a muscu uh, muscular feat is a neurological feat. And you're probably going to be strongest um, than you ever have been. And that first time you have to get a little bit fat in order to accrue the tissue, right? And, you know, when you're cranking out 150 pound dumbbells, when all you did, you know, four months ago was 110, yep. there's chest and interior delt and, and, and tricep tissue that comes along accruing with that. Um, it's, it's, it, I mean, you can't deny that, right? But there's the other side of this sword where it's like, hey, you know, if we get lean and we stay lean and we grow leaner, which this is what I've been talking to, you know, these athletes who have been coming to me, you're too fat, all right? You're a guy, you don't have lines, you're too fat. Your girl, you don't have lines. I think you're probably too fat. It, it, it depends on the situation, and this isn't going to be 100% black and white, um, but you need to have lines. If you're a bodybuilder, you need to look like a bodybuilder, in my opinion, all the time, right? You need to have that shape. That's yeah. It's yeah. so important. If I mean, you lose your shape and you start looking like a refrigerator, you're not bodybuilding anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're just eating everything in sight that's not bodybuilding. The biggest thing that comes with it is when you have more fat than you should, your autonomics, like your the biofeedback, the the internal health measures, 
They're not going to be where we want them to be. All of a sudden, your blood glucose is in the hundreds. And it's like, well, that means we're not insulin sensitive. And I think people really undershoot and, and undervalue how important insulin sensitivity is to growing tissue. It is extremely, extremely, extremely important to growing tissue. Your body is facilitating nutrients exactly where you want them to go because of the insulin situation you have put yourself in or... If you're too fat, insulin is sending nutrients exactly where you do not want it to go because of the insulin situation you have put yourself in. You want nutrients to go to muscle tissue. You don't want nutrients to go to adipose tissue. So you slant that based on your body composition, right? So it's like if you're fat and you intake food, it's not really going to be sent to your muscular stores. No, it's going back to the fat cells. Yeah, you, you've slanted your body composition to wanting to accrue more fat or accruing too much fat, and that needs fed. Whatever that primary, either it's either fat or it's muscle. What's the primary energy source or energy uh, uh, need in your body? Where's that going? Well, you tell your body that based off of the work that you're putting in. Like when you're in a contest prep phase until you're extremely fucking lean, like real lean, like glute striation type lean, you really think your body wants to send energy to fat with all the excess, yeah. with all the stressors you're putting on your body. You really think your body, all right, we're balls fucking deep in an off season. You're training five days a week. You're doing no cardio. You're fucking plus 60 from stage weight. You really think <laughs> your, your, your body has enough energy on it that it's storing due to the glycogen storage and the fat storage to recover itself without you even fucking eating. So you really think this, that your body's taking in this energy and be like, Oh, you know what? Got to go to muscles. Got to go for muscular repair. No, you have plenty of energy on you. Like, yeah. You know, the protein, obviously the amino acids are going to go to the amino acids, but your body's also very well versed at surviving. They can, you know, transfer fatty acids or glycogen to amino acids as well, which is very metabolically inefficient, but your body doesn't care about metabolic efficiency when you're fucking, when you're fat, it just doesn't. No. Yeah. There's, there's a huge difference between having body fat and being fat. Exactly. There's a, there's a huge difference. So like there to an extent, like we need that body fat. Yep. But once you start getting like, once you're fat, you're going to continue to get fat. Yeah. There's putting on muscle becomes, that much more difficult you need to diet so so every pound we gain when you're lean we can put a large percentage of that as you know probably muscle tissue right i'm talking we're staying lean we're staying tight we're right. averaging our, our the, the scale's barely moving like over the course of a month it goes up a couple pounds well you can assume that a lot of that was muscle tissue all right, right. and we're going to throw out the notion that well you can't gain muscle tissue that fast like man you guys I've seen, I've definitely seen some shit. You, you're vastly proper, underestimating proper what proper training can fucking do to yep. a physique. Mm -hmm. Um, which is another thing. It's shocking to me how many people come to me from like other, you know, coaching experiences that like have no, n just no training, um, education and no, no training they guidance. They don't, they don't, uh, that training. Yeah, that's wild to me. I mean, that's, that, missing that's wild massively. To me. That's fucking that's 70% of, yeah. of the process. Yeah. I, I base, training, I base my protocols based off your training effort. A hundred percent. Like if you're not training hard, you don't require a ton of food period. It, yeah, exactly. So like you want more food, train harder. <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah. You want to you grow, train harder and we'll feed you more. Exactly. We'll, so we'll, we'll feed that. We'll feed it. So 
your blood sugar swings, you know, you're, you're lethargic all day. You don't have pumps in the gym. Um, you're, you don't really like taking your shirt off outside. Um, you know, all these things kind of become out of your control. You need naps all the fucking time. You're probably a little bit too fat. You, 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 you probably are now you, a majority of the time, again, this is like a rule of thumb. This isn't 100%. A majority of the time you are going to grow way better if you're leaner. And the main reason for this is because internally you are going to be healthier. Having excess body fat, more body fat than you need to have. Understand there's a difference between body fat and being too fat, like Brandon said. Having more body fat than you need to have is not healthy. It's just not. We seek we can look at the autonomics, we can look at your biofeedback, we can look at we can look at your your bloods. We, you know, we can look at all these things and show you. I mean, fuck you. Look someone in the face and like see, like if they're healthy yep. or not. We can look at your blood 100%. pressure, and, uh, you know, and not only that, it makes everything else in your life more inconvenient. Yeah, like all of a sudden you don't want to have sex. You can't sleep. Your, your confidence is low. You yeah. know, opportunities are out the door. You know, harder to walk. You know, carry yourself, getting up and down, tying your shoes. Like being out of shape is so inconvenient for your life. Yeah, I don't. We might have, we need to diet. There's a big. You want to look good. You want to put on tissue. Like we need to diet. There's a big health component that is your aerobic conditioning as well. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the healthiest people on earth are you know ultra marathon runners and triathletes and stuff like that. There's some of the healthiest fucking people on earth because mm-hmm. their aerobic conditioning is so high and so elite. But if you if you think about it, makes sense, right? Your entire body is set up to survive and thrive. You know, in the wild. And, you know, without, you know, like we talked about earlier with, um, uh, like liver King, stuff like that, like we weren't set up to have extreme infrastructure to have meals prepared for us to, for anything like that. We were set up, um, to have to live on our own, hunt, do things. So your entire body that, that takes extreme aerobic conditioning, right? Your entire body is set up wired around that extreme aerobic conditioning anaerobic conditioning is much less important than aerobic conditioning. And most bodybuilders have pretty good anaerobic conditioning. Most have very poor aerobic conditioning. And we see a lot of people dying in the forties and fifties, which suggests that they're not very healthy. There's a massive health component of this. That is aerobic conditioning. And that's obviously like your cardiovascular output, which is your cardiovascular system, which is your heart. So if you're too fat, you don't have aerobic conditioning. You, You can't, this is kind of going to be a funny LOL to say between me and Brandon because we fuck with each other about this all the time. Like, if you can't pick up a little jog, you're too fat. If you can pick up and hold a jog for, honestly, five minutes, you're too fat. And, yep. you, you like, you need to get a handle on that. Like, I feel like even at 264 right now, I can pick up a jog and I I can hold it for 7-8. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I can hold it for 7-8, not in 105 degree yeah. weather. <laughs> I can, yeah. No, I, yeah, for sure, though. Like you, I could hold a, you know, a jog and then have a conversation afterwards. I'm exactly. Not over fucking gasping for air, you know, that's, and that's a good litmus test. Like, yeah, I, I think it's, I think that's a very important, you know, why not test that, you know, more yeah. often? Yeah. You and should, you should be, like, be able to do that. Like, hey, I'm, I, I am too fat. Yeah. And if, yeah, if, if all other, if all other variables, like we talked about, you know, before, you know, you start to feel that lethargic, mm-hmm. you know, your mm-hmm. sleep sucks, pump sucks, those things, go on a little jog. Yeah. If you can hold it, yeah. If you can't, you know, there you know. Then you your homework's cut out for you. Exactly. Yep. Um, 
your cardiovascular output is directly tied into your heart. And we have a lot of, you know, bodybuilding has more heart issues than, you know, any other sport. And sure, you know, you can sit there and say like, oh, you know, steroids, stuff like that. I just, I don't think it's, I, I, I don't, I just, I don't think this, even the steroid abuse, I don't think that's the main culprit here. The main culprit is we're just, we're focusing on how do we get as big as possible. And that's the only focus we have. You can use steroids and maintain, you know, good cardiovascular output. And I bet if you use steroids and you maintain, well, I mean, fuck, look at all the track guys who do it, all the NFL guys, yeah. do it, all the UFC yeah. guys that do it. They use steroids. The yeah, they, they, they use fucking steroids and they have great cardiovascular output. And they're not dying from fucking heart attack at 44 years old, right? So it's like, we, 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 I think we, we're just missing, I think we're missing the mark a little bit with the way that we're assessing what health is and what the actual ailments are because everyone just talks about steroids. There's a ton of high-level athletes using steroids in a very healthy and very efficient manner. And in bodybuilding, it's like you can take all the steroids you want. The guys at the there, there's guys trying so fucking hard to turn pro the NPC level that are taking more than a lot of pros are. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and act like pros aren't taking a fuck ton of shit. They are. Mm -hmm. But like I think professional bodybuilding at the top right now is is more responsible than maybe we've ever seen because all the guys are staying pretty lean in their off season. Um, you know, they're all staying in a, in a decent conditioning component, which suggests that the heart is somewhat healthy, even if it might be, have some enlargement or something going on because of their body size. Um, I think that all of them do a phenomenal job with their protocol execution. All of their training is absolutely remarkable and they've all just been doing this for a really fucking long time. And if you do this, if you do this perfectly, I agree. The top five in the world are setting a really good example. Like Nick Walker hasn't missed a meal since he was like fucking 17. Like Hunter mm -hmm. Labrada, probably around the same situation. You know, Brandon Curry's an old man and he hasn't missed fucking shit in a long time. You know, big Rami. I can't speak to his health. I know I've heard, you know, rumors here and there that things aren't very good. Uh, so I'm not going to speak on him, but Hottie Chupon, every time you see him, he looks pretty fucking healthy. Like, you know, I think, I think the guys at the top are doing a, a you know, a pretty decent job here. Um, but I think we're kind of missing the forest for the trees in terms of the, what, what actually is causing the health ailments. Um, but I think we're more, you know, bigger than that. I think we have preventative things we can do, um, that once you get to a place of super physiological muscle tissue, don't get fat anymore because your body's already holding on to excess. It's, it's supra physiological. This is more than what's normal for your physiology. Mm -hmm. I think it's time to stop getting fat. We start staying tight. You know, you go up maybe for a guy like 25 pounds or something from stage weight. And that might be a good place to simmer. I mean, you're still going to have cuts. You're going to have lines. You're going to have, that might be a good place to marinate. Um, and you know, you get a little bit too fat and it's like, well, we need to hit a diet or fat loss phase. You can pull it back in real. Cause dude, like we've all done there. I I've been on a vacation where it's like, all right, I was a little lax on this vacation. I came back about 11 pounds up. Let's, let's get yeah. rid of this shit. Like it wasn't yeah, very no, good exactly. for me, dude. Like I'm feel like right now where I'm at my, like my body fat percentage is yielding the most results in the gym and my progress in the gym. Like I feel like 
I have the best pumps, which ultimately leads to like a psychological effect that like I'm training harder yeah. and now I'm training even more and, you know, I'm giving more to it. Yep. Um, you know, I'm putting myself in situations because I feel like I'm confident, like asking Nick Walker for a spot the other yeah. day and now, now we're, now we're home. Yeah. Now you know, and like now you've those together. Things, yeah, exactly. And like that, those type of things are so important and yeah. it all, it all stems back from being in a healthy, you know, confident spot with yeah. my body fat percentage that I was, you know, feeling good and, and my, I'm performing well. This is where I perform the best. Yeah. This is where I feel like I grow tissue the best. This is where I feel like my stamina is the best. Energy is the highest. Like I can hold, you know, conversations, you know, after set. Like I'm not gassing myself. Like finding that happy medium is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, right now you're seeing it happen with Alston Tokar as well. Have you seen his progression? Dude, yeah. So yeah. so I push him a little bit fat because he had to put on a lot of density. We're going to bodybuilding. And mm -hmm. he, he had to put on some density. He really had to bring up his all of his body parts. And, you know, I got him 250. And then we did a, a, a kind of maintenance coast at 250, see where we could hold it. It was very difficult to hold. Every time I would pull something back or change something, he's all of a sudden down, you know, five, six pounds, something like that. So we, we held him at 250 pretty good, kind of let him marinate there in a holding phase. Yeah. And then we just added in a little bit of cardio um, and – I believe that's the only thing we changed. Now he's down like 229 um, with he lines. He looks good. So much shape. So much shape. So like much it completely shape. changed his shape. He's stronger than he's ever been. He's got lines that he's, that last time he had these lines, he was like 205 pounds. Like, you know, and now he's 229, 227, 229, like in that, in that range. And like, he's yeah. progressing now faster than he ever has before. He's handling more training volume. All of his autonomics are going up. Um, you know, quite substantially. All of his internal hit the autonomics are just again. I, I I don't mean like use big words stuff. The autonomics are just that. That's your internal variables. What's what are they suggesting? What are they saying? What's the internal health reading like? Um, that's just what I mean when I'm talking about the autonomics. So you know, we went up. We I knew he was too fat. He knew he was too fat. Like things were uncomfortable, but you had to get to that point in order to let your body marinate. Two hundred fifty pounds. Now your body knows two hundred fifty pounds. And yep. your body registers that that number, that mass pull with the, the gravitational pull against your mass. It doesn't necessarily measure, um, you know, like what's the fat mass to, to muscle mass ratio in terms of its overall memory. So next time we push it to 50, he's going to look vastly different than the last time he pushed it to 50. But his body's also going to get there easier because he's already had exposure to that level of gravitational pull against his mass. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, so like... One thing that I want you to keep in mind, this like these rules of thumbs and stuff, they change every off season. They change every grow phase. They change every fat loss phase because your body, your genetic body, and then the exposure to the environments that you surround yourself in, your changes are happening daily. So you have to assist like information's being pulled in and taken note and and you know assessed every single day by your body. So your body's changing as you know, as time changes, your body's changing as well. So it's like, um, you know, like the other day, um, Emily, before we trained, Emily asked me questions about like, Hey, why on this, 
why did we do this here, but we didn't do that here, and then we did this here, we didn't do that there, and we did this here, didn't do that there. And it's like, well, every single prep, every single time you peak week, every single time you peak, your body's constantly changing. So if a coach goes in, you see this often, a coach will go in with an athlete they've had for quite some time, they just do the same thing every single time. And it yeah. yields a vastly different result every single time because they're not changing with the body, they're just keeping their dynamics stable which means they don't have any dynamics whatsoever. And the dynamic of the body is constantly changing. The dynamic of the homeostasis is constantly changing. So if we keep everything stable all of the time because it worked this one time, it could potentially be harmful. We could also potentially have great benefit. And it's like, let's just change with the body. This is why as a coach, you always need to be dynamic in your approach. Um, and and you your your homeostatic set point is constantly changing, so you have to constantly change, you know your beliefs, your thoughts, and what you're doing with the body as well. I believe, like piggybacking off what Brandon said, is a great point. When you just feel better, pumps in the gym, and like when you feel real good in your sex life, and when you're sleeping real good, and when you can just take your shirt off anywhere and feel great about it there's a lot that comes with that. That's from a quality of life component. That's just going to make you push harder within your training, within your dieting, within whatever it is that you're doing. If those four things are aligned, you're probably going to be in a real good place. And we can all agree. Those four things are the best aligned when you're in a leaner situation rather than a fatter situation. Yep. hundred percent. I would talk about it all the time from now confidence and that, psychological effect is everything and if you're not confident in your physique there's a good chance you're not confident in your sex life there's a good yep. chance you're not confident in your social skills there's a there's a you know um a huge part of your life that you know isn't being upheld so yep. find that happy medium man and i guarantee you that your life improves at keep lines keep shape no reason to be too fat train hard pump hard fuck hard be happy 219. We'll see you next time.